On this episode of DC On Screen, Jason and I have finally seen Shazam! Shazam! We'll give our spoiler-free review, followed by our spoiler-filled review, right after this. You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at IWUisHow.com. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 535. We have a little Shazam review for you guys, because we done seen it. Yep. We hit that uh, that early Fandango screening. How you feeling about it, Jason? You feeling good about it? Delighted. Were you as delighted as you thought you would be? Yes. All right, so we are doing a spoiler-free uh, <laughs> review first, if we can, here. I mean, we're going to try really hard. Yeah. And then the moment we're sure that we just can't do it anymore, we're going to say, hey, from here from here going forward, mm-hmm. no holds barred. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty delighted with this movie. Oh, yeah. It's a happy factory. I was very pleased with every cast member. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Thought Asher Angel did a really good job. Um, Freddy's actually my favorite character in the movie. D- right? Jack <laughs> Dylan Grazer pretty much stole the show, right? He kind of killed it. Like, as much as I love Shazam, and even the villain, mm-hmm. um, he was he was electrifying. Boo. I don't know. Pulled in a lot <laughs> of different... A lot of different thoughts to pull that meme together. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It was well done, mm-hmm. I guess. Mark Strong was great. I um, liked the parents. I liked everybody in this thing. They all had good chemistry. Even the kids, which is hard to do. The, yeah. Child actors are, are, are hard to do. It's a bit of a crapshoot. They all did really good. They, they did really well. They did a really good job putting those kids together. Mm-hmm. Zachary Levi, my lord. Just fantastic. He was perfect. You know, there's... He was perfect for this role, man. I mean... If I, you know, if I had one criticism about Asher Angel and Zachary Levi is that he acts a little more like a kid when he's Zachary Levi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. But that's also... That tracks for me. Because when you're a 14-year-old boy, you're trying to act like a man. And when you're a 14-year-old mm-hmm. boy that's magically a man... You're going to probably mm-hmm. show your cards and act like a 14-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it. So that works for me just fine. I, I, a lot, uh, that dynamic is perfect. Yeah, he finally had the confidence to, to be himself, which is right. neat. To be a dork, which we all would be, which mm-hmm. we, all, we all were at some point, and we all would be specifically if we had this ability. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not really a criticism. I just thought it was interesting more, more than anything. Uh, so... 
did you have any qualms or or praises for the um and i you know i don't want to get too deep into it but uh right here anyway do you have have any issues with the origin story because they did change some stuff no not specifically but it only because i don't have a like deep religious convictions about you know shazam and captain marvel's background in general Mm -hmm. that's fair i mean i would I don't mean that to demean the character in any way. I just haven't like I don't know. I, I've never picked up a single cap issue of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure I would enjoy them if I did. Especially like I think uh, I think Bendis is doing an issue uh, right now with them, but I just didn't get on because um, yeah, just not enough time. Just not enough time in the day. Well, I'll tell you this: um, it, were there slightly more time, I would love to have gotten on, and I would love to have had a bigger history and gotten into it. But no, I didn't. I didn't. You know. There are a lot of different versions, and as as is the case with most superheroes, uh, but you know Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's run uh, for the New Fifty Two infamously made um, Billy uh, kind of a lot more of a dick than he is in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I just read this thing that from the pages of Justice League Shazam Origins, and um, I was very pleased with how. You know, they they did make Billy out to be somewhat of a dick in the movie, but not nearly as much. Not nearly as much. I know so a lot of people have talked about the New Fifty Two as as it relates to it, and specifically, like in the last uh, couple issues of Justice League, they've had a little interview with Zachary uh, in the back, and he talks about how they pulled from Jeff Johns' New Fifty Two run. Mm-hmm. It was apparently very influential. Yes, it was. Absolutely, and I'll get into a little bit more of that probably in the in the spoilers. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they did they did pull a lot of uh, a lot of stuff from from the Jeff Johns run. They did wisely make Billy way less of a dick. <laughs> so I could see that being a good call. Yeah, it was a fantastic call because as I'm reading that book, I'm going, "This is a this is a dick. I don't like this kid at <laughs> all. He should not have these powers. He should not. This is a tiny douchebag. He should not. Yeah, I get it." Which is weird because usually Jeff really, really nails it. As, as far as I've ever heard about his his run, um, he kind of did nail it. Like literally, I've never heard a bad uh, bad review about his run on Shazam. I, I just um, have never gotten to read it myself. The only thing I've heard that people complained about was literally that Billy was too much of a dick. Oh. See, even that I heard that there was some redemptive power to that. There is redemptive power to it. Definitely. But I feel like, I kind of honestly feel like what he was going for was what the movie actually pulled off. See, You know what I mean? Yeah, at the very least, if they took from the books and, and tried to give Billy, instead of Shazam, uh, like a, well, both of them really, a redemptive arc, I think they pulled that mm-hmm. off. Yeah, I agree. So, um... And, you know, in the same vein, like early on in the movie, you're kind of thinking, I, I, this kid's a bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. But he was a fun dick. He was yeah. a dick that you um, that you cheered for. You were you were happy to see him be a dick. Yeah. He's a bit impish. Yeah. A bit impish. That's a good way of putting it. Um, he's sort of that <laughs> Ferris Bueller type of dick. I'm not sure if you want to backhand him or kind of laugh at his antics. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. So, um, what did you think of the humor of the film? I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought it was. I thought it was just enough. Like there, there are some stakes. It's not like a you know total joke fest or anything no no this was not a comedy but it it it's also like there's gonna be that the the the, you know the dichotomy the dichotomy 
of uh, the Snyder versus non-Snyder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be the, oh, we loved it gritty, and I get it. But even in-universe, and this movie does prove to be in-universe. It does. It, even in-universe, there was no reason you couldn't have a couple laughs. I mean, just in, in human format. Think about the worst day you've ever had. You probably chuckled a couple times. The best day you've ever had, you probably got sad a couple times. It's just mm-hmm. a thing we do. There's no reason you can't represent that in two-hour format. Right. The uh, Yeah, the comedy was well-placed. And there, there was some serious heart there and some stakes, like you said. So uh, it fit for me. Worked. Got to give Sandberg credit on that one. Yeah, Sandberg did a pretty good job, honestly. Like, he did a, a very good job of uh, making that character work of uh, kind of... And I felt like he... I think he did a really good job of meshing what really worked about the character back in the 40s and what worked about the character in the New 52 and, like, all the different versions. He just sort of, like... Made it more contemporary, made it more like the New 52, but also brought some of that heart that we were looking for, some of the zaniness, some of the heart from the old 40s stuff, and yeah. and, and meshed it really well. Yeah. I was I was surprised and, and pleased with how well it worked. Like, the suit itself kind of embodies several generations of this character. Mm. And, you know, you got to love that he's going to Fawcett Middle. That's well, I, fantastic. Yeah, that, that, was, that was from the books, but, uh, yeah, I, I expected that. I know. I just like uh, there being the shout out to Fawcett. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good call. Always enjoy seeing that kind of stuff. Um, do you think they relied too heavily on other superheroes existing? Too much on Batman? Too much on Superman references? And because I think it was just enough. Yeah, it, I mean, I would be curious to see like what version of this movie they might have made if everything was still intact. In, in, you know, the versions they were going to make before. Because this movie's been on the docket for three or four years now. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious about that. But other than that, um, like keeping it in universe and the references and all that, they uh, it, was, it was a really good job of like making sure they kind of name-checked a few people, had some fun with it, and geeked out in the way that you would, again, if you were a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like that, that part really crept to the surface. is like the 14-year-old fanboy aspect of it. That's... Uh, I, uh, that's huge for this movie. Yeah. I I didn't feel like it looked uh, necessarily very cinematic, if that makes any sense. Like it looked more like a, uh, looked more like a, like a TV show than a movie. It doesn't need to look cinematic. Like I'm, you know, it was just, that's, that's going to be a thing you might hear. And I'm going to say it right. You know, it didn't need to, but it didn't really look very cinematic to me. How did you, you get feel? it? I mean, I mean, I get it. There were a lot of close shots. Yeah. I, in that sense, yeah. There there were only a few shots where you thought, oh man, that's that's a hell of a shot. I mean, that the shot of him doing the Shazam thing, the, the mm-hmm. Shazam off the roof thing that we've seen in previews, um, it is kind of an outlier for this film. The rest of it is shot kind of close. Yeah, a little it bit. It doesn't look bad at all. It just, no. um, they go a lot wider for what for what you're referring to. A lot of times you, you have a wider shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that shot alone, man, is is just killer. But um, and there's one other one other shot in this that I don't want to talk about right now. Fair enough. That I think is deeply cinematic. But okay, um, yeah, I can get that. I, I I can get behind you on that. It was it was a smaller framing than normal. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't stand. It didn't seem like there was as much grandeur as as you know, an Aquaman or a Wonder Woman or any of this you know Snyder stuff. Like all of that stuff seemed very like. If anything Grand was closer their... to Wonder Woman, because it uh, like Wonder Woman had a lot of characters that they they gave a lot of screen time to, so there was a mm-hmm. lot of close shots. Okay, 
Yeah, I I just kind of felt like there was there there was a difference in the cinematography. Yeah, I would it agree. just seemed a little lower grade, but um, I wouldn't say lower grade. It was more intimate. Hmm. Is that like walking into a small house and saying it's cozy? <laughs> <laughs> it's quaint. <laughs> no, that that's a shithole. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a reference. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I I I get what you're saying, but I did I thought it looked fine. Yeah, I I, I thought it looked fine. It didn't look bad, but um. I I you know I appreciate this though. It looked like its budget. Like honestly, Deadpool looks about like that, and I, I yes, I always like I've loved both Deadpool movies movies deeply, and I feel like they were shot at about the same budget or below. Yeah, I agree with that completely. It, it was just it was well done, good choices, you know. Yeah, um, I will say like I got a little bit of CW Firestorm effect the first couple of times Shazam flew and he was like talking and moving his head around. It just kind of looked a little little wonky, but um, I didn't catch by that. the. By the end of the movie, you see where those effect, where the effects budgets went. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I'll take a little weird wobbly neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it did take me out just a little bit. I'm glad you didn't notice it. No, no, I didn't. That worked for me. That was good. All right, so... <laughs> spoiler, um, Shazam can fly. Yeah, I don't consider that a spoiler. You'll learn that halfway through the movie, if you didn't know it already. It was in the trailer, so I don't consider it a spoiler. Right. He literally says, I can fly in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, that's another thing. A lot of the moments in the in the trailers that we've seen, um, when they came up in the actual movie, still made me laugh. They didn't me. I was pretty happy with them, especially the office scene. Where it just jumps into the office and disrupts uh, several people's day. Yeah, I think I have seen the trailers too many times because I didn't laugh at almost any of those jokes that I've already seen the trailers. But oh. I literally watched the trailer one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Intentionally, mind you. Were there several unintentional times? Well, previously I've been strapped down and, and uh, forced to watch trailers, but that made them less enjoyable. So mm. this time I went out of my way to make sure that I was alone on an uncharted island when I watched all the trailers. Gotcha. Yeah. Have I been one of the people strapping you down and making you watch trailers? No, it's mostly Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, you'll, you'll just be scrolling, and you'll see it, and you'll watch it again. And, you know, just you'll accidentally, just being captivated by it, watch it a couple times, and then when the moment happens later, you think, oh, I've already seen that before. Well, if you just watch it once and give it a few months, you kind of forget about that. Mm. I don't forget. I do. But it's then this, as, I'm, as I'm doing prep for the show, uh-huh. like, the different news sites will just run those trailers so it's just a really oh, I I I hit hear like the first like four bits like over mm. and over again. <laughs> I hate my life. I feel you. I do. <laughs> I have like I have a ton of settings on uh, my computer, and my phone that just I even if they run it, I don't hear it. Mm, that's, that's smart. Pretty, that's pretty glorious. All right. So do you want to get into some spoilers? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have anything non-spoiler to say. Um. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to say this, non-spoilery, um, you've missed your chance to go see this thing uh, in advance, but as soon as it comes out on the 4th, go. Take yes. your children. Go. Take your wives, take your husbands, whoever you have to drag to this thing, your parents. People it is a you good don't movie. even know, just grab them, throw them in the vehicle. That's, that's called kidnapping. No, that, that's movie participation, mm. all that's yeah. called. The cops will see it that way. You sure. bought them a ticket. 
That'll hold up in court. Bought yourself a ticket to the big house. (laughs) The big house. It was bad when I was doing it, and then you made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we work. Yeah. I'm still, like, uh, legal consequences aside, I'm not sure. Grabbing a random person and taking this movie, I think you might be closer. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I think I think you you and the other person, whoever you grab, might trade phone numbers at the end of the day and say, "I'll see you at a squash tournament or something." A squash tournament? I don't know. I pulled a random event out of my head. That's what squash came up. tournament. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to start calling <laughs> you Yacht match. Club. I don't know. <laughs> That's your new nickname, Yacht Club. I'll see you at the billiards table, my friend. <laughs> you got married. You had a kid. Now suddenly you're talking about squash tournaments. What the hell? Right. Who are you? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Wearing polo shirts and khaki shorts. Is that what's happening now? Damned if I'll be in khaki shorts. <laughs> I give it six months. It'll be jeans. Uh, Damn it all, it'll be jeans. <laughs> all right, so spoilers for Shazam. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, over at the MCU cast, when they say a spo- we're getting into spoilers, someone blurts out a spoiler like a big deal. Uh, I don't really have one. I mean, I've got one. I guess I can. Like, all right, so we're gonna spoil this movie. There's yeah, and... there's a few things that are very tempting. All right, you, again, you do it then for sure. Then. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Five, four, three, two, one. Somebody else in Henry Cavill's costume. Someone else in Henry Cavill's costume. Maybe. Like I've I've heard rumors that it, they actually they shot it both ways. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case, and it doesn't look like. Cavill's contract came through yet, so ouch. <laughs> it it was nice to see the costume again, and we we knew the character was still in the universe, if nothing else, because of because of Freddy's shirt. Mm-hmm. It it's the same emblem, you know. The and you can like track that S over the years. It it comes up in different ways. People design it different ways. Um, yeah, and clearly that was the S we were. Uh, that that we're talking about, and you see the guy, mm-hmm. and it's still nice to it's still nice to think that you know Shazam and Superman are friends. I don't I don't care who what version of it it is, but like you said before about Batman, the character is bigger. The character is bigger, yes, than any actor. So I'd like That's, to see, I would really like to see Cavill again. But if we don't, I would too. Clearly, they're keeping like that costume in universe. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that'll amount to something. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I was a little disappointed. It was not. I didn't. How was it? Well, I, di- I didn't expect it to be. But it was still sad that it wasn't him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it it would have um, it would have delighted me to an extent that I I can't clearly like articulate. If I'd actually seen Henry Cavill revive the role, just to know that he was still there and they were still working on that, mm-hmm. because I would love that. But just to know that they've still got the same Superman in mind. And we're gonna have to deal with the casting. That alone, that that's still that's still a lot. That's still something. Mm-hmm. It's something. But yeah, for sure, I would have I would have loved to have seen Cavill walk on walk into that cafeteria. <sighs> All right. So the thing that I would have been more excited about either way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm I know that you heard me gasp when they make it into the Rock of Eternity and we see that that little enclosure, that little. Uh, yeah. jar busted open. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I went, I went, 
Oh. I was I was fucking with you by using the Henry Cavill thing. I know what you're really excited about. That's right. And I'm pretty sure they pulled that. I got the comic here. I'm pretty sure they they pulled the, <laughs> when Mr. Mind talks to Savannah in the prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mr. Mind tells uh, tells Savannah. Savannah says, "Who are you?" And, and Mr. Mind says, "They call me Mr. Mind, and you and I shall be the best of friends." Is it, it was close? It was close to the way they they kind of handled it in the movie. Yeah, I'll take it. Yep. Um, I was happy to see Mr. Mind. I was so, so happy. Little evil caterpillar. Yeah. (laughs) It, it speaks, it speaks to this, uh, this property that they were willing to use that as a stinger. Oh yeah. Like the fact that they were going to say, okay, next film, what if we take this guy, Sans Powers, and pair him with a caterpillar? Yep. And somebody said, yep, put that on the screen. I, I, that yeah, that speaks volumes to me. Like I, I think we're going in like a more trust the uh, trust the creator direction than we have been going before. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where we may not have gotten here if you know a few years ago there wasn't a freaking talking tree and raccoon on a screen. Like it just takes just a little Possible. nudge of that door. Yeah, it just keep making it weirder and weirder. So yeah. I just saw a talking caterpillar. Uh, yeah, declare war on. By the way. Yeah. Also, big spoiler, and uh, one of those giddy holy shit moments. The Batson family. Yes. Not just not just Billy Batson, but the entire Marvel fucking family. I had that spoiled because I go to the I go to the toy sections way too much. Oh yeah. No. Like I, I I've avoided that. Toys. Oh man, they have the whole they they have the whole well I want to call them Marvel family, but they got the whole Shazam family in the toy section, man. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I have avoided that entirely. So what I saw was I was looking at the empty thrones and thought, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, maybe. And then, you know, you see all the people and you think, yeah, they're playing these people up. Let's see. Mm-hmm. And then there's the moment where you see it cross Shazam's, you know, you can see the, the, the wheels turning and I thought, oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. It was, it was glorious. It was a glorious moment. I, I was really happy to see them. It was it was nice. They looked pretty much like they did from the the John's Frank run. Uh, I was a little like about halfway through the movie. I was like, how are they gonna pull this off? Mm. Because I expected them, mm-hmm. but um, they cut. They didn't have in the movie one of the big um, plot points or whatever in the uh, in the book that made that work. Um, in the book, in in the John's run. It wasn't Savannah. It was uh, Savannah got hit in the eye or whatever, and he could see magic. And he basically brought uh, Black Adam out, and uh, Black Adam could track down Shazam. And there's this whole backstory, like where Billy sees or is shown the backstory of Black Adam, and he sees only a part of it. And in his impulsiveness, he goes and confronts Black Adam without seeing the whole story. So he's like, oh shit, he was a kid like me. Because he sees this kid who goes to the Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't see is the rest of the backstory where the kid's shitty uncle um, is mortally wounded. And the wizard says, you can pass on my powers to family and save him. And he makes he gives his uncle the power and his uncle is, is you know suddenly restored. And they disagree about how to use their power. The boy wants to use the power to save their country. The uncle wants to use it to take vengeance upon their uh, upon his enemies. And the uncle 
Uncle Adam breaks the boy's neck. Naturally. And takes all the power. So that whole little bit in there where you, you, you can pass it on to family would have worked and did in the comic work very well um, in as far as, you know, uh, tying that together. Like, oh, shit, I can give my family the, the power as well. And they didn't really hit that. They didn't really hit that beat up in the movie, but just by virtue of Savannah showing him how it's done and him looking around and seeing like, oh, okay, cool. Like that worked. It worked. Even though I think that part was a little stronger in the book, but the movie would have been weaker for having to try to get into Black Adam fully. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's for me, it's the thing, the, the same thing with Watchmen where like in the book, the actual giant squid works just fine, but the mm-hmm. wrapped up version where it's just Manhattan's powers alone and they use the TVs mm-hmm. sums that up really well for screen time purposes. Yeah. And we did get to see Black Adam very briefly in like a magical glittery form. Yeah. He kind of a silhouette. Yeah. He was sort of like a, a little, it was like the history lesson part of the movie. Yeah. And uh, we, it was like a little glittery. Which is mandatory now. 3D representation of Black Adam looking like The Rock, mm-hmm. which was neat. Which Dwayne Johnson is apparently an executive producer on the film, along with yeah. Danny Garcia, who yeah. you know reps, uh, who reps uh, The Rock, and also Henry Cavill. So, mm. yeah, I don't know what there, you're doing, Danny. That's the crazy part is there's literally no reason to think that Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill weren't part of the filming of this thing. You just didn't necessarily see it. It looked like The Rock was. It looked like he was doing a little motion capture. Yeah, maybe. That's a little annoying. We can't kind of prove it either way. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's also a really busy dude, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's still deeply attached to the role. Like, uh, especially if this film does well, I have no doubt that we'll see Black Adam in some form. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, probably you, you got to see the seed later. of it today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be announced sooner than later, at least. But you got to see like the seed of it uh, today or two weeks from now, whenever. And um, yeah, it, that that's just the start for that character. Yep, I'm excited about it. I uh, I loved the Shazam family. I loved uh, how all of them uh, reacted. The 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 adult versions of these characters did a really good job. Megan Good really killed it as adult Darla. Um, yeah. That little girl was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And, uh, dude, uh, what's his face? Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Is that his name? Yeah. He did a really good job as, as adult Freddy. Nailed it. Absolutely Just fantastic. It. It, it, like, one of the more intriguing characters of the film, and then the uh, superhero version of him was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like this guy, too. Let's keep mm-hmm. this going. I need a Shazam, too, so we can see more of these people. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, we have no idea what this is actually going to do, but as far as money's concerned... I'm, I'm really, uh, really looking forward to seeing what it does, though. Um, I, I did miss. I think I did miss the, uh, Fre- uh, Freddie, uh, Billy's parents being <laughs> archaeologists, and and Tawny the tiger being his, his the only piece of his family that he felt like was left. Um, kind of sneaking away to the zoo. I, I, I missed that, and I missed. Uh, I think I missed him empowering the the tiger at the end of the story, like he did in the book. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a fun way to go with it, but instead they built in his family and his connection and mm-hmm. the loss and the gain part of having a family and actually built in the tiger a couple ways. 
Yeah, they did build in the tiger a couple of ways, and I, I, I enjoyed the references to the tiger. And I have no doubt, after we just saw Caterpillar teased as the new villain, uh, that I have no doubt that we would see Tawny in the next one. It just, I, I, I would put money on that. I don't know. Maybe. You, there's no way. There's no way they're not going to do it. Like, I would hope that they, you know, would do Tawny the Tiger. I, 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 I would love to see. And, like, I don't even want, like, hey, this Vegas is an empowered. Vegas odds, I'm throwing my money at it, man. I, I don't even want, like, you know, just kind of, ram, you know, Shazam ramped up Tiger. I want, like, 1950s, 1940s, whatever it was. Uh <laughs> Like Tawny the Tiger in like his Lieutenant Shazam outfit or whatever, Lieutenant Marvel outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like walking around like a person. Yeah. Is it called okay. anthropomorphic? Is that right? Yes, that is the phrasing. The um, I want I want like Sheer Khan Shazam. Right. And kind of like <laughs> Butler style. For sure, like Butler uh, Butler Tawny. That would be pre- well, yeah. I can deal with that. I mean, think about what you saw in the last few minutes of this movie, and there, there's no reason to think that's not on the horizon. All I know is throwing Mr. Mind in there is one step closer to Argyle. Also, Drew. Yes, give me Ambush Bug. Give me Argyle with his little do- little sentient sock with the Doctor Doom mask. Absolutely. Let's do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what annoyed me about this film, though. This is a little hiccup that, that really bothered me. I guess we kind of got the answer mm-hmm. in a way. But um, I would have loved to have found out what Mary's decision was about college. Because they set that up and they didn't really ever tell you what happened with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's a superhero now, so she can fly back home at the end of every day. Yeah. I think they just left it at the next one. I mean, the the weird thing with her was they um they kind of picked out her and Freddie as they're the big the big players in the Marvel uh the Marvel family. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of making me care about both of them. But I don't need all the payoffs necessarily yeah. right now. I mean, in her world, she read that letter and like six hours later, the film, film ends. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I had I had a couple of acceptance letters. and I, I, Yeah, that's not a six hour decision. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just would have liked to see that tied up a little bit. We will. We'll see her stay closer to home if I'm betting. Uh, John Glover. Loved seeing him. I always love seeing him. He plays such a good bad guy. He does. He does. That uh, guy is, um, and I don't know, a charismatic dick. Mm-hmm. What's funny is I saw a few people think that he was going to be, you, you you know, the Bryce brothers, the the guys who were total dicks to, to Freddie and Billy? Yeah, yeah. In the books, they have a, a snotty piece of shit dad who looks a whole lot like John Glover. So everyone mm-hmm. kind of thought that's who he was playing. Yeah. And um, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> but that was another thing. Like, I kind of wondered at the end of the movie, like, you know, the, the the last time we saw the Bryce brothers, they were, well, I mean, I guess we we did see them at school later. But, you know, it, it they were kind of save the, save the catness on, on them being on that Ferris wheel. And I don't remember them getting off of it. Yeah, yeah. But they were at school the next day, so I guess I guess they were okay. I forget who pulled them off. Somebody pulled them off, though. Yeah, I've only seen it the one time, so I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there as I'm thinking about it. No, it was uh, Freddy. Freddy pulled them off. Did Freddy pull them off? Yeah. I remember Darla pulling a couple people off. Several. Um, I guess it would have to be Freddy who pulled them off. For I the, think it was Freddy who pulled for them off. For that though. kind of 
character closure. Oh, yeah. No, it made sense for the character arc, but I'm pretty sure he pulled them off. All right. And then well, they were deeply embarrassed when, you know, Marvels started showing up for uh, lunch. Mm-hmm. I love that, though, too. He comes in, hey, buddy, buddy, and I'm sure these people are cool, too. <laughs> <clears throat> well done. Yep. Oh, man. So, um, do you have anything else? Because, uh, honestly, like, it was just a really enjoyable film. Uh, I really liked seeing uh, all the superhero power tests. and, and Oh, that was fun. I'll gladly watch this film again. Yeah. I'll gladly purchase this film and put it on my shelf. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, except that it was just nice to see the battering used. <laughs> yeah, for a second I was like, are they doing some kind of enchanted battering? What the hell? <laughs> no, it it made sense in story, and uh, uh, it, it was a little bit delightful to see, like, the certified bullet Superman. <laughs> I've got a battering so-and-so level. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was something I had a question about because I don't remember them. I don't remember anyone explaining what the seven deadly sins were to Billy, much less his entire family. But they all seemed to know what they were pretty uh, thoroughly. I, I, I mean, to some extent, I just feel like they're um, ubiquitous. You know, uh, like it would take me a minute to sit down and name them, but I feel like anyone could sit down and name the seven deadly sins. Yeah, but if I just saw those monsters running around, I wouldn't go, oh, those are the seven deadly sins. Especially since Envy was inside of Savannah the whole time. So they, it was like six deadly sins. You know, But those their family like pieced it together like, oh, he's Envy. Well, it wasn't so much the family. It was just Billy that, that pieced that together. Well, that when he walked in, when they were kidnapped by Savannah, they were all like, he's got another demon in his eye. Well, they knew six oh, was wait, not the, seven. Because... But they didn't necessarily know which one. Well, did all seven come out in the Rock of Eternity when when Freddy hit him with a battering the first time? Mm, I th- yeah, I think so. Okay. I think there was like a moment where he was truly mortal and they all came back. Okay. Again, we both saw it one time. I think that's mm-hmm. how they went down. All right. Not trying to be a dick about the movie. Just trying to figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> I, and and I'll, I'll give it this though. Like you just have to give it a little bit of a leash on like Billy being clever enough to go. Yeah. I think I figure out who everyone is like gluttony. He was pretty clear. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, you know which one that one was Mm -hmm. after that. For me, it was all like gargoyle. I don't know. I think I need a minute to study it, but in all fairness, if I was battling these creatures, I'm pretty sure I would register more than if I was just watching them on the screen. Like it was today. Yeah, I was a little like I did feel like there was a little bit of a uh, of a disconnect with me on what those they just seemed like they all had kind of the same power, all of the sins, and they just had a predilection for certain types of people. You know what I mean? Like because like Savannah's like, oh, greed, you can have them, like because that's who that's who. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like um, it didn't seem like they had uh, any specific power. Like this wasn't like Good Omens or something. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't it it just seemed like they were demons and they were just let loose in a confined space yeah and they just kind of you know ate and killed whatever just maimed killed maimed whatever I thought it I think I I almost felt like the seven deadly sins maybe should have gotten their own movie or at the very least a little more fleshing out no not at all all right they were the sidekick. 
They really were. They, they needed no fleshing out whatsoever. Uh, it's the seven deadly sins. We know they're terrible. They're called the seven deadly sins. And when you let them loose on a room of people, they literally chew through those people. Mm-hmm. I'm good here. Yeah, they just, I mean, they just weren't fleshed out in any way that we, like, knew who they were going after necessarily. Like, or what they, if that makes any sense. But uh, I guess, you know. Like, who or why, like, why would they be drawn to this person as opposed to another Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? I I, I get that, but I didn't need anything for that. Like, Envy made sense that he was staying inside of. They were a weapon. Yeah, Envy made sense that he was staying inside of Savannah because that's Savannah's whole thing is being envious of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, totally tracked with his story. Mm-hmm. I could defend it, but I could have had a little more. <laughs> if there was some scene where, like, each monster got its own, uh, I don't know, archetype that it ate or destroyed or ripped apart or whatever, in its own, again, archetypal way where, you know, gluttony ate somebody and whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, th- we, we could have done that, but, eh. I don't know, man. You know, Sandberg did Annabelle, and uh, his buddies with James Wan. They might just, you know, make a whole little Shazam universe if this is successful. Each each uh, sin gets their own movie. <laughs> part of me, part of me would say like, no, this is not the Fox universe. It's not the Fox universe anymore, though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have anything. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. The wife said she wanted to watch it. Um, uh, we'll probably just watch it at home because, you know, I've got a four-month-old. Mm-hmm. You I do. don't think I can uh, watch her long enough for uh, the wife to go out and watch this movie. Oh, sure you could. Yeah, but it's a scheduling situation. Mm. Well, man, uh, I say we call it. Call it. Guys, go out, see Shazam, and uh, enjoy yourself. I guess, I guess at this point I'll, I'll bring up that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash screen, and uh, $5 a month. Gets you uh, a lot of extra content. So we do Jason's pull list where you talk about comic books. And Mm -hmm. uh, we do Marvel reviews over there. And one day I'm going to read something to review. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, we got some B-roll and some stuff that's coming up very soon. Um, So get on over there and give us your money. We need it. For comic books. I'm already paying for those. Oh, yeah. For microphone, we got microphones, but we just got them. Yeah. Because of previous people, but you know we'll be able to do that, more with the that's show. That's on a credit card. We're we're trying to pay that off. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back in a few days with a review of the Black Lightning finale and sort of season two, mostly mm-hmm. season two. Mm-hmm. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. Nicely done, barbershop Thanks. style. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I feel dirty. You should. Go wipe yourself off. I did pee a little. Perfect. Perfect. It smells like bubble gum. That's exactly. It should smell like popcorn. Damn diabetes. Mmm, that's why. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by F.E. Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, 
TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of Getting Stuff Done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.